Hey everybody, and welcome to The Payments Podium. I'm Kevin Olson, The Payments Professor, and today we have back on The Payments Podium, Dr. Angela Murphy, also known as Payments Elsa. You may have heard her in a previous episode where we talked about the world of AP and AR automation using faster payments and the many benefits that are there to financial institutions, consumers, and businesses. And we ended the show with a little bit of discussion on consumer use cases. Well, Payments Elsa is back, and we're going to start now talking with the world of instant payments, faster payments, real-time payments, and consumer use cases. So my first question is, is there more than just P2P? Really, it is a lot more than P2P. When people think in terms of real-time payments or instant payments, most of us are thinking Venmo, Zelle, Cash App. So it's a person-to-person transaction, P2P. And it's how you access money between friends, or maybe if your friend is an SMB and a growing business kind of in that area, that person at the farmer's market or selling flowers, that you can transact that way. But what I'm talking about is much bigger than that. Corporate to person, business to person, and what that looks like. Okay, so I I get, I already see there's a lot of benefits just me to another person, but how's it going to benefit me? If I'm able to do this with corporates, I mean, where where is the benefit really there? Where's the use case there? So there's a couple of different use cases that I'm bullish on in terms of instant payments as it relates to corporates, to individuals. One is within the gig economy and payments to individuals. We have a lot of people in the U.S. that are 1099 workers and they need access to their wages instantly. This is also true for hourly workers as well, or people who may hold jobs in manufacturing, construction, et cetera. A lot of times those people are waiting a week, two weeks, or even a month to receive the wages for hours worked. What if there was a potential for, let's say, Lyft? At the end of the day, you finish all your rides for the day, you're a Lyft driver, you say, okay, I'm done for today. And then Lyft, one minute later, has pushed that money into either a debit card that you have associated with your Lyft account or directly into your personal bank account. That gives you so much more control over your individual cash flow. And it serves people who may be essentially in the United States underbanked. Okay. You know what I love about that example? And I know it's true too. And, And there are actually some companies already doing this instant payments. We're talking their consumer benefit. And what I hear and I have heard from some bankers, especially, is there's no business benefit. I've actually had some people tell me that if we were to offer that where I live, the people wouldn't come back to work. Now, I already know there's studies that will show people are actually more likely to come back to work when they're paid at the end of the day than if they have to wait periods of time in between because it keeps them motivated for it. So what are your thoughts on that? Is there benefits to a business being able to have that use case of paying their consumers, their people out faster? There is. It becomes part of your benefits package as an organization. If you're able to pay people in real time, they will be more incentivized to come work for you rather than a firm that's going to make them wait until the end of the week, the end of the biweekly pay period, or the end of the month. They're incentivized to come in and complete those hours. And it helps you as a business better understand where your wages are going. So you said it's a benefit package. I love that right there. You want to, you know, in the great resignation that we've all heard about and how 
difficult it can be to get people to come work for you. Having benefits is what sets organizations apart. And that is a benefit that you're going to pay today. The other thing, though, is I hear is do people really want this? And I've told them, go to Indeed. And I'm, I'm, I'm not meaning to plug Indeed. I know there are other search engines out there, but I've used Indeed personally. Now, if my boss is listening, it wasn't to look for another job. I used Indeed just for this particular search. There's an option in Indeed that says pay immediately, that pay now type jobs. And I do this at conferences where I go and I search Indeed and I put in within 20 miles of this zip code paying immediately you're going to be surprised at how many jobs are actually out there. And I question how they're doing that. And I know, though, that that shows there's a need for it because if they're advertising it that way. But what are other, say, benefits or really use cases maybe to where consumers can have the benefits that come along with RTP and FedNow payments? So I'm going to dovetail on the ability for a individual to receive their paycheck at the end of the day for hours worked. And the flip side of that coin is the ability to pay your bills in real time as a consumer. And that is something that is so necessary across multiple races, ethnicities, verticals of work, expertise. I want to be able to pay my bills when I want to pay them. And I need to know that they got paid. And I'll give a small example from my personal life about how this functionality could have benefited me directly. So currently I pay my rent via an ACH. It's an online transaction that goes through a web portal utilized by the property management company that manages my complex. They, there was an issue with my bank, my credit union. They underwent a system refresh over a course of a couple of days. That's where the money for my rent comes out of is that bank account via an ACH. And during the system refresh, they didn't post my rent payment. Oh no. I didn't find out until five days later, which made me a week late on my rent. That's not a good user experience. And I was the one who had to investigate and find out where the money was because the money didn't draw from my account. It didn't post to my property management company's account. I was slapped with a late fee from my property management company for being late on my rent. I went back to my bank to try to figure out where the money was and they couldn't tell me because they were still in the middle of the system refresh. And then by the time that I was able to exec force execute the ACH, I was seven days late on my rent. And it still oh, took no. another five days for that money to post to my property management company's account because it's an ACH. Okay. No. That is definitely a huge use case. I really have to say those too. I am still a huge fan of ACH. I love the ACH network. I don't think ACH will ever go away. It's always going to be there. And it's especially good for a reoccurring type payment like that. But there was a gap in the system that caused the problem. Mm -hmm. And that gap is the issue. Whereas had you had instant payments and because of the acknowledgement capability, knowing how things go through, you would have known in seconds that your, your rent was paid and taken care of. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And it, this extends across, I mean, it's not just rent, right? Like the value chain of an individual making a car payment, uh, they get a bill in the mail for their utilities. Imagine the experience of getting a bill in the mail for your utilities, taking a picture of it on your phone 
and then being able to execute a real-time payment on that bill. And then you get confirmation it's paid and you throw it in the trash. I love that world. <laughs> I want I want that world to be here now. I've yes. actually talked to some people and I, I want to hear your thoughts on this. I have talked to some people and said, I envision a world of bill payment to where my due date becomes a due time. That instead of having to pay it by a certain date, I get a time within that date because then I can go and do the Lyft, the Uber, the gig job, whatever it is, and have the opportunity for when I am paid immediately at the end of the shift or the work to be able to make that bill payment on time. I see it going further too, to where it's a case of before interest is charged to a loan, I'll have a time up until a certain day that, you know, up until this time you can pay down what is owed so that less interest, you know, gets accumulated to a particular loan. Do you foresee that those types of changes will happen to where it does have bigger benefit? Like you mentioned the underbanked, but to those of us, you know, out in the world that can still sometimes struggle to get paycheck to paycheck. Yeah, I definitely see it as a net benefit for the underserved and the underbanked. And it also creates a new ecosystem in which consumers and individuals have more power over their cash flow and can make more strategic financial decisions. It's essentially de facto financial education at that point. Yeah, more power over their cash flow, more transparency into how the banking system is working, as well as that too. Another area that I think is huge, and I got to give this one the disclaimer, is it's been advertised that the U.S. Department of Treasury, Bureau of Fiscal Service, is participating in the FedNow pilot. They have not said anything about how they would use FedNow or that they will even use FedNow. So this is me saying, I think they will. And I think that beyond just them, uh, the Bureau of Fiscal Service or Treasury, I think we're going to see a world where IRS refunds come out right away. So people don't have to pay those organizations the extra that they're paying them to get the instant refunds. I think we'll see it with government disbursements, Social Security, stuff like that. Do you think it will also get to a point where, say, local governments are doing it? Unemployment at state levels. Uh, where else could there be huge disbursement capabilities to benefit the regular person on the street? I absolutely think that this could trickle down to local governments. And when you talk in terms of manual processes and pain points associated with running local governments, there's not an infinite supply of people to sit there and handwrite every single check or hand type every single check for payouts and rebates to people in your constituency. And we see this in some smaller municipalities and some smaller counties that are adopting these more advanced technologies with an immense amount of success. If you have limited people resources within a municipality, but you adopt the technology to execute on payments that is meaningful for your constituents, they'll vote for you again. This message is endorsed by, I mean, not, okay. <laughs> so yeah, you know, but here's the thing though. Uh, that's a whole nother use case that I believe in NC2 is it's maybe not donation to your political party, but however it works, but donations overall. I, I live in Florida. You know, we had Hurricane Ian come through not too long ago, and that creates a situation where people do want to give in, you know, help those that are in need and those that are in need need it right away. So is that another area of, hey, it is yet another benefit to consumers because 
or when the money's in need, those disaster situations, charities, donations, it's there to be able to aid. So that was something that I was hoping we were going to get to touch on in terms of consumer use cases. And it has to do with uh, charitable donations, but also insurance payouts as it relates to natural disasters. Um, This is not something that a lot of people know about me, but I am a survivor of a natural disaster. Um, I survived a tornado in my teenage years, and it was almost impossible to get the money that we needed to try to start our life over. It took forever. Like there was just no money and I had no clothes. And when you're talking about somebody who is going through that, there's already enough stressors. There shouldn't be a bunch of letters mailed back and forth between you and your insurance company about you getting the payout to try to rebuild your family's life. And I think that that is in terms of like an ethos around why it matters to have this functionality available. Insurance companies should be able to pay out on claims in real time because that's how you help your consumers start over again. And then to your point, even in terms of charitable donations, if you have, let's say, somebody who set up a GoFundMe, being able to collect the money in the GoFundMe and then immediately pay it to the individual that it's meant to benefit could be a game changer in a lot of situations. Especially some of those GoFundMes that are, it's an immediate type thing. I, mm-hmm. I've seen a couple of GoFundMes that where it was somebody was signed up to go on like a senior trip and a devastating thing happened to the family. And suddenly this person's money's been taken away. They can't go on their trip anymore. So the community came together and said, hey, let's make sure that this person still gets this experience. And they're usually cases too, because they're on GoFundMe that they are hard workers who d- really have worked and earned and deserved this trip. But due to circumstances, like in your case, it was a tornado, way beyond your control, suddenly they're they're struggling and trying to make their way through. So I, I do love that as a use case, the different government benefits, the insurance payouts, the GoFundMe type situations, or just making the donations that you want to. Are, are there other use cases that you can think of that where, you know, consumers are going to want to use this? I mean, the bill pays are great too, the charitable donations, but what would be other ways that this would be hugely beneficial? Let me see if I can pull up some of my notes on this because I've been talking about it quite a bit recently. Um, I think other areas of opportunity for instant payments are going to come quite honestly from like retail banking. And I know that sounds kind of strange, but when you think in terms of credit unions or smaller retail banks that serve different types of customers, or even if you think of neobanking, right? Um, I know several fintechs and neobanks that are trying to change the game in terms of helping individuals who may not necessarily have access to a bank account get access to a bank account and then use that as a way to start paying their taxes and their bills, etc. I think that the use case overall for instant payments is to provide these retail banks and these credit unions a better suite of services for the populations that they're serving directly, whether it be a municipality, a nonprofit, a university. And that's also an interesting use case too, is universities and educational institutions. Um, Can you pay your tuition right on the last day? Or if you are somebody who receives aid from an institution, Mm -hmm. financial aid, getting that immediately rather than having to wait until the end of the semester or the end of the quarter, and then being able to kind of parse that out as you need it to pay your bills while you're in school. 
So tons of different use cases. Uh, one I like too is on A to A side. Uh, example I can give is for example, uh, I had a situation where I wanted to buy a particular stock because that particular stock was at an extremely low price, which, you know, is like, wow, I need to get this now, but there's no money in the brokerage account. And to try and get money over to the brokerage account, it had to be done. Again, I love ACH, but it was done via ACH. By the time it was initiated and the time it was there, it's three days later. Mm -hmm. And that price was not the same anymore. Mm -hmm. So are there other A to A situations that you can think of where this would be beneficial, being able to move funds around just between yourself to help yourself? Absolutely. So I am a small business owner. I own my own consulting firm. And my consulting firm bank accounts and my individual bank accounts are with the same institution. And I can't use Zelle to give money to myself for my business. And I'm just, this is an unpopular opinion. And I'm sorry to B of A or whoever is really into this. I hate Zelle. It's not, it's too expensive. It's not helpful. No one likes it. It's just not functional. Like, can we just skip from Zelle into instant payments, please? It's not a good UX. So, I mean, for me or any other small business owner, we have multiple bank accounts and we normally bank with the same institution. It's an account to account transfer to give yourself your draw from your business to your individual account to pay your bills. You should be able to do that down to the minute. For me, it takes three to five days. Well, and in that case, some institutions can just do internal transfers. Some cannot. Mm -hmm. But I know a lot of businesses, small businesses, especially too, those accounts are at different institutions, which adds another level of friction of getting them in between. So I definitely agree with that. All right. Well, we have really had a lot here as far as use cases. Is there any other magical use case for consumers that maybe I'm missing that people don't realize this is going to be beneficial? I know I've also said Christmas time because I'm the uncle that forgets people. And so then you, you know, you go in there and it's like, oh yeah. And I can grab and get on my phone and wow. Yeah. I gave you $50. Didn't you get it? And they, as you're talking, you hear the ding and, and you know, the money goes through. So I love knowing that that use case is going to be there for gifts and other parties, celebrations, things like that in life. But is there anything else that you can think of as far as use cases that maybe we forgot, didn't mention that we should alert people to of? I think we've really covered a lot of ground. I can't think of any others that are in my sphere of influence as far as I've studied this, this payment method. I think we really have touched on most of them. Well, I love, you know, the first time we talked, we talked about business payments and how that's going to benefit. I love to hear now we've talked about the consumer side of things. And one thing I tell people too, FedNow is, and RTP is going to change the world of payments or are changing the world of payments. There are these use cases none of us have thought of yet that are going to happen. It's just a matter of when. But one thing I do want to leave all the listeners with that I ask everybody's on the show, and I didn't ask you last time, but I got to ask you this time is there's a lot of people that listen to the payments podium that are new to payments and they are trying to get their foothold. They're trying to build their careers. And they look to people, especially like you, and especially for like women in payments, you've been very influential. You're doing a lot of work in that area. I love that you're doing that. I commend you for that. But what advice would you give to listeners out there that if you want to have a successful career in this industry, here are the things I think you should go do. Here are the things that work for me. So what advice would you tell the person coming up, the next generation of payments professionals? Oh, that's a wonderful question. First of all, welcome. Thank you for wanting to join the Payments Nerds. We need more of us. 
Uh, we're a great community of people for the most part uh, and super nerdy. Uh, for my part, the way that I entered this industry is I did not have a background in finance or payments. I had never taken a finance accounting or business class, so I had no background. It's okay to be the person that comes to the table with a different set of skills. You can be a humanitarian and still make ways in this industry. That's what I am currently doing. To familiarize yourself with the terminology in the industry can seem really daunting. Most of the time, it's not going to come out of a textbook. My suggestion would be to spend a little bit of time each day reading payments publications online to just put your oar in and get a feel for what's going on in the industry. If you don't know an acronym or a term, write it down, look it up, make a flashcard. I did that for my first six months. It was like this tall. It was a very, I know most people can't see me, but it was like a one foot tall stack of note cards. But Write down the things that you don't know. Be curious. Ask questions. Most of the time, people like me and people in the payments industry want to tell you more information. So ask questions of industry leaders. Follow them on LinkedIn. Follow those publications. Uh, this Week in FinTech, Payments.com, uh, Marla Ellerman's Projects, uh, MMT Online and Mobile Payments Conference, uh, Scarlett Sieber and Money 2020, uh, Tracy Davies, they're constantly putting out content that's easily accessible. Follow me in my projects. One of my, <laughs> as, as shameless as that is, I am adamant about making sure that payments as an industry is accessible to all walks of life and that anybody can understand what's going on in the payments industry. And just be fearless. We're not scary. Payments is great. It may seem complex, but if you give it the time and you give yourself the time to learn, this is definitely a place where you can grow an amazing career. What a great answer. I love that. Be fearless. And if you want to find Dr. Angela Murphy, also known as Payments Elsa, she's out there on LinkedIn. She's actually pretty easy to find. She's very active out there in the professional social media space. And if you can't find her, email me, Kevin at PaymentsProfessor.com. I'll definitely get you in touch with her. And if there's another topic maybe that you're looking for to have on the payments podium, or maybe there's a speaker you think should be on the payments podium, also email me, Kevin at paymentsprofessor.com. I'll do my best to get them on here. Angela, thank you for being on today. Everybody out there, I got to say, class dismissed. <laughs>